Hello and welcome to The Horrible Session. This is episode four uh, for February 2019. This is HorribleNight.com's off-topic Q&A show. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Lacey, joined by the creator of the show, Cole Monroe. Hello. Everybody has, welcome. To, everybody has to get a title. Um, hey, I'll take it. And the rotating guest this week, J.B. Buckner. Justin, I've done it. What'd you do? I have made myself so essential that I am now on two shows. <laughs> Possibly. I'm here. We're doing this. It's absolutely true. I think you're uh, the third on race. every show from now on. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get sucked into every show I if you're not too careful. Will. Um not, not very many people survive that. Uh <laughs> Hey, you can catch this show on our podcast feed on HorribleNight.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of those, and probably your favorite podcast app. Give us a, a like, a share, a review, all that stuff to help support the show. We've got our video game shows and some other things on this same feed. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we are. What are we going to talk about tonight? Uh we're going to talk about uh, being being dudes, right, Cole? What are yeah, we talking we're gonna about? Talk about? We're going to talk about being dudes and, and feelings and stuff. Just <laughs> some dudes sitting around, having some good times together. And then talking about crying. Talking about, <laughs> talking about tears. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to lose it first? Uh, I think it's a race between me and JB. Stanley. <laughs> I'm the, am I the robot of the group? Um <laughs> Well, we're going to kick this off. So we've got we've got a kind of a warm up here, and then we've got a round of questions, and then a featured topic, another round of questions, and then we've got some things to look forward to. But um, wanted to start off with your most recent happy memory that jumps out to you. No, putting no pressure on it. I was thinking about that, like do you, not just like your most happy memory, but just just a recent happy memory that stands out. JB, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm generally pretty happy as it stands, you know, and walk around throughout the day and give a smile to most people. Uh, so I actually, I, I pulled up my Facebook feed. I was like, all right, well, so where's some pictures of something that can remind me of a very specific moment? Uh, <laughs> and, um, I, I was, I, I came across a picture, some pictures my wife had taken of when, uh, the four of us, along with my family, which, you know, give or take them, but, uh, the four of us all went to, uh, <laughs> it's, it's called, um, uh, winter nights or winter lights, uh, something like that. Uh, it, it's at the art museum here and In they, yeah. they, yeah, so they've got like a, the new over fields? a million lights put out. And it takes them three months to put up and three months to take down. And Jeez. it's, it's ridiculously awesome. And, you know, there's just this. Was it the uh, new field stuff? Yes. That, okay. It's a new fields. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that was, that was a pretty, pretty great time. You know, you're just in awe of all of these lights and everybody's just kind of gets hit by it. Uh, how, how amazing it is. I feel like that, if I remember right, that are, state art museum was they're like really just trying to figure out what the hell an art museum's place is in a city's culture in 2018 2019 and the new field <laughs> stuff has been one of their more progressive attempts i guess i don't know i don't know much well, about it but i just knew that 
I knew it existed before they did the light show, but then everybody was talking about the light show, and we tried to go, but didn't realize we had to buy tickets ahead of time, and, and yeah, then we, we watched yeah. hockey instead. But Yeah, so, I mean, uh, they renamed themselves uh, New Fields. The entire, the entire space is not okay. New Fields. It's not the Indiana Museum of Art anymore. Okay. Um, but then it's it's the event for the lights. It's called Winter Lights. I had to actually pull it up because since we're going to talk about it for a minute. So um, when yeah. when did it stand out that it was, I don't know, you probably knew what to expect when you went there, but what made it actually sure. kind of go up a notch? Well, I mean, it it can't really be described to anybody. You know, like it, you can say, yeah, that's a shit ton of lights, but like you don't get an idea until you actually like go in there and and it's like it they hit you with it right away like you you get back there and and you see the detail that they've put into it and um that there's multiple times where you just stop and are are ridiculously like warmed by the efforts that they put into it and i think what i uh, the one that got me was the very last tree because they just had this like very chill music playing and uh, like a soft blue on the entire tree. Like it's wrapped on every single branch. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it was just like just standing there and you're just like, man, this is amazing. So cool. And, and yeah, that made me feel real good. Cool. Did your kids like it? But yeah, they did. Um, I hope they enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, one of them was, he struggled for a little bit, but he does that anyway. <laughs> Cole? Uh, my fake answer, which is also a true answer, is every time Sonny scores a goal for Spurs <laughs> and wins the game, I just get so happy because he's so happy. And he has the best like smile after scoring. In of sports. Any, the most smile in sports. In sports. <laughs> yeah, best smile in sports. It's amazing. Uh, my real answer is uh, recently became an uncle and uh, seeing my niece for the first time, but not nice. necessarily for me seeing my niece. It was like seeing my parents oh, okay. and how happy they were as grandparents. Nice. Um, that was really cool. And and through all the uh, the issues that my sister had with you know the birth and stuff, like it was um, good to see that you know when she was okay and. The baby was fine, and then my parents were like ecstatic to be grandparents for the first time. That was really cool to see. I mean, I'm, it was something that probably wasn't expected even a couple of years ago, right? Right. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, there's a lot, a lot there, a lot there to unpack. <laughs> that I'm not going to do on this show. Gotcha. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, a lot had happened in my sister's life, and it was questionable that she could even have kids, and. Uh, so when it finally did happen, it was it's really, cool. really nice. cool. So everybody's happy and healthy. Everybody's happy and healthy, and That's probably great. really tired. But I don't know because I don't live close. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm getting I'm getting enough sleep. The perks of being an uncle. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I always said the greatest thing about being an uncle was you show up. You shake their kids like a soda can, and then you hand them back to them, and you walk away. <laughs> so enjoy that. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's like my uh, my perspective on like um, seeing things to buy has changed a little bit too. Like I'm kind of on the lookout for cool stuff for her now, rather mm-hmm. than just myself, sure. <laughs> which is which is a nice feeling too. Sure. 
Nice. Justin, what about you? Uh, I kind of regret to say this, but I had an actually really nice Valentine's Day, and uh, my girlfriend is actually out of town for Valentine's Day, and that's not really <laughs> a joke. But um, we, you know, still we'd funny go, though. We gone through our first holiday season together, and I always feel bad that I am impossible to buy for because I have a lot of bad habits, and I just buy things for myself all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I don't know, there was just something unexpectedly nice and simple about our gift exchange around Valentine's day. And, um, uh, it just, uh, I can't remember like really having something where like we just, we got simple stuff and, but they had meaning behind them. And sometimes, sometimes you both just, you, you both just nail it. And, uh, nice. um, yeah, that felt that was unexpected because I usually just look past that holiday and you know, I'd be okay skipping that holiday, but it's, I don't, it's, it's also nice to just have, have that moment, uh, earlier in the year to, to kind of do something, uh, uh, light and silly for Mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. So I really thought you were going to say playing rocket league with me that night. (laughs) Like when you started talking about Valentine's day and I was like, what are you talking about? That was a miserable (laughs) night. That was terrible. I went terribly. I didn't even think about that that night because yeah, she was traveling and and yeah, we were just online playing with all the single dudes, <laughs> all the single dudes in Rocket League and Apex. And get did worked. You, did you did yeah. you set your uh, one of your fast responses is just Happy Valentine's Day? So oh, I should have didn't oh, think man. about it. It's so good. <laughs> I did wish our, our, our number one quick jest. Yeah, I, I did wish our number one stream watcher of Happy Valentine's Day with for, for Dean. I said Happy V Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he really appreciated that. Yeah, this country's too sophisticated to celebrate that holiday. That's true. Uh, hey, see, we, we talk about video games sometimes on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Originally, we were going. That was going to be the format was off-topic stuff and then video game stuff, but. Um, I guess it's worth yeah worth mentioning. We tried to kick this show off last year. Um, we've always we wanted to keep doing the show, but I think we have a better um, better grasp on what we want to get out of the show going forward. So um, you can catch this show. We're gonna try to do it once a month towards the end of the month. Uh, maybe you'll get a couple episodes a month. Maybe we'll skip a month, we'll, but um, we'll bring this together as we have things to talk about and guests we want to talk to. We'll see if uh, JB ever wants to come back after. We dive into our first round of Q and A's. Yeah, and we'll be all over the place with this show too, yeah. not just this episode, but future episodes. So yeah. like we talked about soccer last year. What else did we talk about last year? Uh well, then we had two other random shows, and I'm sure we'll just have a WrestleMania. Questions. We'll have a yeah, WrestleMania well, show soon. We sure will. <laughs> WrestleMania season WrestleMania season is upon us. Uh speaking I'm pointing to the sign, they just can't see it. <laughs> speaking I see it. Uh, Thanks, JB. <laughs> Actually, no, I can't relate this. Our first round of questions <laughs> uh, is uh, is relationships. I was going to try to tie it into just like uh, being fake or um, fake, fake characters or sports Wrestling's entertainment. Uh, yeah. That's real to me. But relationships are real to me, damn it. <laughs> uh, um, Cole, this is your show. I'm going to let you ask the first question of All the right. group. My first question, um, so it's going to be different for you, Justin, and, and JB, but they're still kind of s- related a little bit. We might be able to make it work. Yeah, so for JB, uh, I want to know how has fatherhood uh, changed your way of thinking about okay. life in general, 
And for Justin, you can you can either say, if you don't want to be a dad, that's fine. Or if you are thinking about being a dad, that's cool. Or unclehood um, gotcha. instead of fatherhood, um, since you are not currently or dad, dog dad. If that's if you want to go there too, I'm okay with that too because that is a that is a relationship and that is a, a difficult that can be a difficult uh, responsibility you're trying to, you're trying especially to make me cry first is that- sorry man sorry <laughs> I, and i didn't even I, I mean i know you've been going through a lot with him too so uh, so that's it um how has fatherhood dog dad unclehood or if you however you want to answer it um changed the way you thought of your life or your relationships hmm. okay uh all right well Sure. So, uh, my first thought is that, uh, I, I think I've always kind of expected that I would be a dad. Uh, and, and so <laughs> it's funny cause I would like go see Pixar movies and I'd be like, man, I need to have a kid. So I don't look weird sitting in here watching, <laughs> main movie, main watching movie. the Incredibles. I'm so there with you, dude. <laughs> I really like cartoons. Yeah, I really like cartoons. Like I want to go to Disney World, man. Uh, <laughs> Not so, with those prices. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it 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 does suck, by the way. The prices for that. Um, but uh, you know, you you get you get these little kids who. They start out and they idolize you and they, they, they put these big smiles on their faces every time they see you. And some of that continues and then some of it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, then, you know, I mean, the, the, the true, the true person comes out at some point and, uh, that's fascinating to watch. Uh, like, cause they're, they're my, my two boys are so different. That like one of them reminds me a lot of me and that kind of sucks. Cause like <laughs> when I was his age, I didn't really like me very much. So I uh, like, I kind of see some of that in him and, and, and I, I, I struggle with that cause I want him to be happy and we all have, uh, pushed hard for that. And yeah. But uh, then the other one's like a surprise every single day because he's not me. He's more Leslie. And so he is the most confident little shit that there is. <laughs> and like he's always sure that he's the best. And uh, uh, not to the point where if somebody is better than him, he won't admit it or he'll get mad. But like, oh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not as good as this person, but I will get there. Like, and that just surprises the hell out of me. So it's like, how do you get them both to the same spot in life with them being such different people? Yeah. It, it, and I don't know, like that's, it's a big question every day to like, you know, how, how do I make sure that they're both happy? They're both healthy and they're both doing what they need to do to be the best humans that they can be good humans is a good goal yeah yeah that's a good great goal what about like i mean as far as the one that reminds you of yourself like what do you think you would have wanted to hear Hmm. Uh, great question i you know i i give him those things when i when i seize the moment you know and uh (laughs) 
a, a lot of the times what I tell them is, you know, today's hard, but it's just for today. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so ah, yeah, the sense of a sense of time and y- yeah, ur- exactly. urgency. Well, how, how old is it that son? Uh, he'll be ten in September. What what's kind of like mind boggling to me, and I've heard this from other friends who have even younger kids of their. It's not self awareness yet, but awareness of, and maybe it is self awareness for your son, but. Uh, awareness of like how he feels about himself already. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't, I didn't have those thoughts yet till much later. Right. And so it's kind of hard for me to like kind of comprehend like, man, what is a, what is a 10 year old, what's going on in a 10 year old's head or what is he hearing from classmates or peers or whatever? on the playground that makes him feel that way about himself. I'm sure he's not hearing it from you guys like to make him not like himself very much, but like how influential is the world around him? Yeah. And I had a friend who was telling me about like, I think their son is three or four and how he's already like saying that he's not good enough. And I'm like, how, how is that even fucking possible? You know, yeah. like, and that's terrifying to me as somebody who wants kids someday. Like, yeah. It's yeah, terrifying. Absolutely. And, and we get into that too, because, you know, I mean, we, we, we feel like, uh, I, I, I question sometimes, like if I'm doing the right thing, sure. uh, because, you know, we'll, we'll have those moments where they're not perfect kids because they're not <laughs> sure they're kids. we're not perfect people either. So, you know, they could, we'll argue and we'll fight with them and stuff. And then we'll come back from it later and be like, damn it. That was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, but and, you're learning. You've never been parents before. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, uh, the only thing that gets me by is reminding myself that I can walk in to his room and say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's get past it. Yeah. Uh, my niece is almost 10 years old and I, uh, kind of hit that point where I realized I think my time of influence is, um, <laughs> going to take a step back for a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sure. I was, uh, you know, I was the cool uncle that lived far away there for, uh, a number of years. Um, and she is definitely come into her own as a person and uh has her life and her friends and her her priorities i mean she's gonna she'll be going into sixth grade this fall, and yeah that's definitely wow weird you know, yeah, yeah that yeah, happens crazy. happens quick I noticed kind of the change in about the last year and a half um we just used to have some um kind of yearly traditions and they're just not the priority anymore just because she's of of that age and so you know i've tried to think about what my role in her life should be and what type of influence i can have like you know as a as a remote uncle basically um and you know you just i just try to make the most of the of the little connections that we do have when they randomly occur and you know, be able to focus on her when we do have those moments. But, uh, you know, we also have a lot of fun. She's super into sports, super competitive. I'm super competitive. Um, 
she um, just had uh, her first elementary school basketball tournament, <laughs> and uh, they ended up winning the tournament, and she got her picture in the paper from the championship game, and she was like working through a bunch of stuff of like uh, trying to figure out. She found out that I had won both my fifth and sixth grade basketball tournaments from the same school, um, and then she saw that I also made the paper uh, in one of those tournaments. But then, but then she figured out I made the paper in my sixth grade tournament. So she was very quick to remind me that she, not only did she win, but she made the paper a year before I did. Uh, <laughs> so she still has this weird way of kind of looking up to my accomplishments and being surprised. Because, I mean, right now, I mean, Cole and I grew up together. We were both very into sports. I'm still kind of into sports, but... Yeah it doesn't come across as the first thing. Like I used to define myself by sports. And so she mm -hmm. sees that history. Um, but I don't present it when I come hang out with her. Like I want to do, I want to play Legos. I want to solve puzzles. I want to play ping pong. I want to do, I just have her do different stuff than she does with everybody else. Cause I just think that's the only thing I can bring to the table. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah. I think that's fantastic to be able to bring that sort of thing with her. And I mean, just related to my sister, uh, who doesn't live close. Like the one thing I always wish that she'd do is when she'd come in, I wish that she'd take them out someplace, just her, you know, either one of them or both of them or like have them, have them over, over to her place. But I mean, that's super yeah. hard cause she lives in Virginia, yeah. but you know, like just, just to like, I, I would like it more if she interacted with them directly, uh, directly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, it sounds like you're doing that quite a bit with her, which is great. Yeah. I, I think I did. Okay. There's a, I, you know, you, you don't realize how short that window is, especially when it's not your kid. And, yeah. um, but uh well i think there's still opportunities there too to like if that's something yeah. that she wants to do if she wants to play you in horse or if she wants to th throw a softball around like those are still potentially good moments for you guys to have conversations that you wouldn't necessarily be able yep. to have with other people around doing those things too yeah it's just definitely it'll be a but you don't need another person in that family doing that stuff with right her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, so I'll be curious to see how those next, next few years go, but yeah. What happens when she starts getting into boys mm. or girls, you know, mm. like what happens when romantic <laughs> relationships start with her? That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my, I don't think she's going to necessarily come talk to you about those things. No, probably not. <laughs> but to see, just to see her focus, maybe shift a little bit. Oh man. When she calls to see if she can crash at your place <laughs> yeah no be the cool, <laughs> the cool uncle um no no if she can lie about crashing at my place yeah, that's the, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah um next question i'll go ahead and throw this out there you this is open for interpretation but the question okay. is why haven't you gotten in touch with your closest friend that you had growing up oh shit <laughs> Okay. I, um, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I've had quite a few friends that I've lost touch with that, like, <laughs> I suck at staying in touch with people that I don't see regularly. Like, I have friends that, uh, were like my, my very, very closest of friends and they, I haven't talked to them in, in a year and a half. 
mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Like I haven't seen them. Like, and they moved back here from from uh, Michigan or Florida, and you know, they've been living in all those different places. And like, I, I I'll hit them up with a text message every now and again. Like, they wish me happy birthday, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I like start <laughs> to write a message back to them, and then I forget. So I just I suck at it, man. I'm the worst. <laughs> Don't ever like stop talking to me, by the way, because that that'll be it. You well, guys you never want to hang out with me, today. so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you will never even get started, JB. I was gonna yeah. say, you know, you can't lose touch with Cole if you're never in touch with Cole. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, like I, for my guy friends, like there, obviously, there has been some that I've kind of um, drifted away, and um, I don't talk to anymore, especially like elementary school friends, and there were some legitimate reasons for that. Um, we, you know, our friends group kind of fractured and it's just, you know, sometimes I just didn't like what they got into and didn't yep. like who they were hanging out with and that kind of thing or, um, but I don't have any ill will towards them anymore, you know, still like if I would run into his mom somewhere or something, it would be, I'd be like, oh my God, it's so great to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, my two closest like childhood friends, I, still talk to you a lot like justin we talk all the time (laughs) you know like (laughs) almost every day almost every day on slack or we have some kind of interaction at least Mm -hmm. um almost every day and then my um my buddy nathan my buddy nathan who lives in um oregon now like we don't talk all the time but when we do um like we he called me like a week or so ago and just to shoot the shit for a little bit. Cause he had some time and you know, it's hard. He's got, he's got, uh, how old are they? Eight year old twins who are active as hell. And he's helping like start this college in Oregon. And so like, he's, he's a busy man. And, um, but it's one of those things too. It's like, we don't have to talk all the time. Like we can, we can talk when we do talk and not miss a beat. And so I think like for me, that's a, uh, that's a sign of like one of the best relationships I can have is, you know, you pick up where you left off, you can catch up and there's no issue. You know, you could come out or we could like see each other, go visit each other and nothing's awkward. Nothing's weird. Um, but it's just, we just don't have to talk all the time, you know? And if we did, it would be fine too. Um, so I guess that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really have lost contact with my two closest friends. Um, I've noticed it's it's hard for me to stay in touch with people that aren't on, I guess, platforms that I use all the time. Yeah. Used to be so like social media used to keep me up with a lot of people, but I've pulled away from that in recent years. And really, like, I mean, Cole, we stayed in touch for the longest time just by playing video games, like yeah. that, uh, and just gives you an excuse to hang out with people. Sure. Uh, but my friends that are outside that group, you know, unless they're local friends that I see on a regular basis, and you know. Uh, groups of friends recently we've embraced like scheduling times to hang out uh, has become more of the adult thing because you just have to do it or it doesn't happen right. but i mean my friends that are you know a little bit further away we've we've all drifted apart for a variety of reasons but i do have two friends that stand out to me that like i don't know cole cole you know who i was in early college um yeah and um there were certain values that I held to a very, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, 
Strict. Strict and <laughs> and I was really intense about them. Yeah. Like I had a, I was very black and white with a lot of things. And so I have a couple of friendships that I think they faded away because um that person changed or I changed and we assumed that I wouldn't be able to like build the bridge <laughs> to stay in touch like it's just like one of them even when I talk to talk to him it just it just feels fake like we're assuming we're people we aren't anymore and I and mm. it's just a weird thing to kind of work through so it's just like if there was time and priorities just to just kick back and get to know each other again it would be completely fine but there will never be that instance where that can happen again just because yeah. we're we live too too far across the country from one another and obviously have our own lives at this point and um it's just always interesting to me how who you are can affect how who people who you were can affect affect how people think you are now sure yeah absolutely well, and I think, like, kind of speaking to that a little bit, I think that you're an interesting case, man. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because there was there was the time that we drifted apart uh-huh. too, and you know, and I moved across the country and whatever. But I think we always had video games to <laughs> talk about. Yeah. Or I remember like, well, shit, I kind of took a break from video games for a while. Who do I need to, I want to get back into it. So I'm calling Justin <laughs> and I want to know what's going on, you know? And then from there, it's just like, okay, video games, video games, video games. And then um, just hanging out in person again and like that. Yeah, that, it took time. That, that drifted, that drift came back together, mm-hmm. you know? But then we also went through similar things at the same time. I think that made that even stronger Mm -hmm. um, to where we are now. And it's like, again, like I said earlier, we're, we communicate at least every day. If not, we're, if we're not like making fun of each other in Slack or just sharing a link or saying like, yo, what's up with how's, how's the dog doing or Mm -hmm. whatever? How's your job or whatever. Um, But it was not like, I never, um, I never it's weird to me to think that because I've like seen how much you've changed over the years and I know we all have, but like being a part of that, it's, it's hard for me to think that somebody or anybody for anybody really wouldn't give that person a chance to see that growth or, or make that assumption that that person who, that they were, who they showcased at that point in time, couldn't ever be different um yeah i think you're i think you're right that people are willing to give people multiple chances or or kind of uh i don't know meet meet them with a fresh perspective but yeah. that takes time it does and, and if you're not if you don't yeah. have it or you're not willing to put yeah. it in it's never going to happen you're yeah. right yeah. like we we didn't re regroup on our friendship on on purpose with that degree it was it was more no, casual yeah. until it wasn't so right yeah for yeah. sure uh, JB, I believe you have a question. Oh, sure. I can come up with a question. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go with the inverse of that. And, uh, let's just say, what, what happened <laughs> for you to realize you invested too much time into that person? Oh, geez. Oh, I'll, t- I'll take, I'll take this one. 
Okay. So, <laughs> and I don't, I don't necessarily think it was too much. I think, um, I think I was more hurt by their inactions. Anyway, I'll, I'll tell the story. So, like, I when I moved to California, I met this group of people who I really like. They kind of saved me in terms of like my sanity. <laughs> moving all the way across, yeah, I moved like there with Nathan, who I mentioned earlier. Um, but he kind of had his own thing going on with his girlfriend and his future in-laws. And then he was going to grad school and like he had all that. And so I was kind of like, all right, what's that? What's next for me? And so I moved again to a different city in California. And then I met this group of people who like they became great friends for a really short period of time. You know, I I always think of, um, the flight club reference, like when he's on the plane and he's talking about a single serving friends. Yeah. I don't, they, they were more than that, but in terms of the impact on my life and as a whole, like they were very single serving friends. Um, and to me, it was like when I got married, um, and they all went out and got drunk the night before, which after the, um, rehearsal dinner and they were all hung over during the wedding and were like just bumps on a log. Yeah. That was like, man, f- that sucks, dude. That fucking sucks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, I need to maybe like rethink my, my friendships. And it wasn't, it wasn't like that blatant, but it was like, I was kind of like hurt by that. You know, sure. it's like, yeah, you yeah, guys absolutely. were so. Luckily he had some friends in town from the Midwest that were the fucking life that of the party. That fucking life of the party <laughs> that saved that shit. <laughs> But yeah, man, it was disappointing. And like, and it was, no, it was, uh, Mr. Justin and a couple other people. Nice. And, uh, it was just like a bummer, man. And like, I never, I, my time investment was less after that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have a, a one that stands out, but the first thing that popped in my, my mind was like, when you get a little bit older and, you start to recognize uh, friendships that are kind of one-way streets. Um, yeah. And I just remember I had one on both sides uh, kind of at the, at the same realization point of just like, I'm putting all the effort into this friendship of like, I'm the one trying to make sure that we hang out all the time. And when I'm asking for things, I don't, I don't actually get them and they're just taking, taking, taking. And, uh, I eventually had to kind of draw the line in the sand for myself of just like, you know, well, just we're both trying to move on. And in that instance, yeah, we like once I stopped for putting forth an effort, there was no effort on either side. And then I had on, on the on the other side realized I was doing that to another person. And I just had to have that conversation with them to be like, listen, like. You know, I, I like you. You are, but I, I, I'm just not into whatever we were, whatever we were doing, or whatever they're trying to do. And I tried to like handle that situation a little bit more human, humanized. But at the same time, like uh, it was, it was interesting to be like. I think it was the first time I realized that friendships are can be just as complicated as like romantic relationships because sure, there, yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah, there are give and take. Um, because up to that point, I was just treating everything as just like, oh, you know, we're we're all just friends. We don't really. You know, we're not here to hurt or hurt each other or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, if you can't hang out, you can't hang out. But, like, you start to notice enough patterns that it, it, it does start to start to wear on you and bring you bring you down. And then to then kind of 
when I realized that, and I was like, oh, I'm doing that to to other people, and I need to put an end to that for better for worse. But um, yeah, that's that was just kind of um, you know, post college, just realizing what adult friendships were becoming, and not just right. you know, just this big mass of people that you just hang out when you when you hang out like. There are expectations and, and feelings and, and time investment involved here and you need to be respectful of it. Yeah, I felt I felt that way too. Like, um, especially in Vegas, like I had a lot of people I'd call friends, but not a lot of people that I hung out with all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, at a certain point, Justin's right. He's like, You don't want to be the one always making the effort to hang out. And then yeah, you don't absolutely. And so then you don't. And then yeah. nothing ever happens and you're just like well, shit, like, I really like that person, but like, man, come on. And I've, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, but, um, it's, it's really hard to maintain friendships as an adult because so often, like you have stuff like that happens. And so often I'm just like, I just rather like sit on my couch by myself (laughs) or play video games with my bros, (laughs) you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, uh, like I was saying earlier, it's just about the fact that I'll I'll drop you guys like a like a bad <laughs> habit if you stop talking to me. But uh, no, I mean, so the those things are are unfortunate. So, but the ones that stick out to me are always in the actual relationships, and I've had three significant long-term relationships before uh before i finally actually got married and all three of them i definitely had that moment where i was like god i have i'm trying too hard yeah (laughs) and you know it was it it sucked but it was also liberating at the same time you know so you felt like you you invested much of yourself and and you're carrying into that that person and then like when you finally let it all go it's like everyone kind of just went yeah okay (laughs) i i still think it's important that you you have those types of relationship experiences so that absolutely you know i I feel like I, i feel like i've run run the gamut and it helps me appreciate uh what i currently love about my current relationship and and because i've gone through the vast different experiences where you know i've been the one that's way too intense and then also i've been the one that isn't that into it and other things happen because of that and um yeah it's just but it's so it's so hard you talked earlier just about just like when you're in it like in the way you know time just sort of stops and it just feels like this moment is forever and it's 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 never that way and that can mm-hmm. that can also yeah. be a good thing and that's kind of yeah. think you kind of you start to recognize yeah. that uh, and i you know i've got a, a unspecified relative or two that's younger that uh i i hope that they manage to go through those relationships before they they you know get out into the world because they have to figure that out. Like they've got to have that because if they just go all in on that and then, uh, you know, they'll figure, find it, out, out, they'll figure it out one way or another. It's yeah, just, it might yeah. be too late for that relationship. Right. After some heavily, heavy investment. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, kind of our bigger topic for the show. 
start with Cole. Just, uh, yeah. just more of what do you think of when you hear the question, do you still have trouble talking about your feelings? I mean, like, so uh got divorced a few years ago. This is kind of like where all this where this topic kind of came from. Um, uh, stuff I've been thinking about a lot um, since that happened. Um, and going to therapy and talking about my feelings there. Because I was a very Midwestern, stoic, um, everything. You, you got to keep everything in. Don't be a wuss. Um, you know, that's kind of how... And I, and I, I didn't get that from my parents ever. It was all just, you know, peers and like peer pressure and like, uh, don't cry, rub some dirt on it. If you get hit with a ball or something, um, you know, don't talk about your feelings. That's a sign of weakness. And now like, that's being vulnerable is awesome. Um, but being, being stoic and not sharing is the weakness. Um, but like having going to therapy and stuff has like really helped me. Um, even, even though those situations are still pretty awkward, uh, about talking about how I feel about certain things. Like, I feel like I'm a little more open in my relationships. Definitely it's changed in the best way possible. It's changed my relationship with my parents. Um, nice. just being, just being comfortable to say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling about this situation. And I'm not, I'm not thrilled about, the decisions you made or something that happened in the past or the decisions that you're making currently and not coming from a negative place. Like just like here it is, you know, and I had some like anxiety and panic issues last summer and like had one of the best talks with both of my parents, like during that, that time period and just saying like, all right, here's, here's why maybe this stuff happened. Um, and like kind of analyzing like here's how I felt about this situation and I'm like and they were both like well we never thought that and I'm like it doesn't matter how, what you guys thought <laughs> you know <laughs> it's that's how I felt and that's how I feel and like because I was talking like there's a lot of stuff that happened over the past year so like got divorced my grandma passed away a lot of work stuff happened over that time period and there was a lot of shame and guilt associated with those things for me. And it was all self-imposed, you know, it wasn't anybody outside, um, influencing that, but those were the things I was talking about with my parents. And, and, uh, it was just good to get that off my chest. Like there's such a weight, um, for me when I would hold all that stuff in and, just this pressure of just like, Oh my God, I'm sinking. I'm sinking. I'm sinking. And now when I start to feel that way, it's like, okay, well I obviously got to get this shit off my chest. And then once I do, it's, um, it's incredibly, it's incredibly light. And it's, it's so much nicer to live that way. Having those things off your chest than uh, bottling them up inside. JB. I, probably talk about my feelings too much <laughs> nah <laughs> um no i mean like i i've uh, i've i've been at my grandfather's funeral and watched my dad not cry you know like yeah. that that was the who i grew up with but like i don't think i necessarily fully got that from him like it, the the in one way, I can be very stoic and, and un, unemotional. In other ways, I can 
talk about what's immediately on my mind all the time, and I can be very blunt. Uh, I can remember back to my parents have been up and down with each other for the last several years, and there was one time I was, it was just me and the two of them, and they were, like, being completely passive-aggressive back and forth to each other at the table, and I just looked at them and went, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, and they just, they, they kind of looked at me, and they're like, we're not doing anything, but it's like after that, I think they realized that they were being ridiculous, and they actually talked it out, and things got better, but... <laughs> Uh, like uh, it, it was, it, I think it surprised them because it's like <laughs> JB uh, the catalyst. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, in one sense, like I'll I can be very quiet about just general what's going on because, like I said, like I, I always put on that I'm I'm, I'm a happy guy because I, I I I live very simply in that regards, but uh, then. If I've got something on my mind, I'm, I'm quick to talk about it. I think that's my thing is I'm not quick to do it. I'm not afraid to when I open up, but I never recognize the moment to do it. Like mm. I, you know, I've always found ways to express myself. That's always been, you know, in high school, I I created the blog. I didn't know it was a blog at the time, but like <laughs> I, I usually will. It's ex- true. I will express myself uh, creatively in some way. Like we, I mean, I literally had a geocities website that was like i i don't know six or seven of us um i would just they would just send me word documents of a blog that they would write and it could be it was anything from poetry to short stories to just blog entries but you know that's not what they were called yeah (laughs) people sniping each other that was not the most that was like the most mature thing to do. Me, <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> I know you both encouraged it too. Like, yeah, it was fun for a while. Um, so I, that's where I like. I don't think I've ever had trouble talking about my feelings once I'm once I'm talking, but I don't initiate because I I very much have that like still ingrained to me of just like handle your shit. Like uh-huh, I yeah. and and I've and I've been accused and it's like I come across as very unemotional and very stoic and almost like uh, just like like a robot and until and then it then i'm at 11 though like when it when i turn it when i turn it on either way like it's true yeah it's just like you don't know my opinion unless you're reading my facial expressions you don't know what i think Uh but Uh i either love this or i hate this like there isn't (laughs) we go back to my like i still like i'm more open-minded than i was but i still i guess i just always when i feel something it it needs to be passionate either way and so i'm i'm on or off with pretty much everything and it's 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 really hard because it's hard to it's hard to rattle me but it's that makes it equally hard on the other side and um yeah. i don't know it's 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 definitely a hurdle with people that try to get close to me because i don't realize when i'm doing it because you know i don't i don't know i never want to bring anybody buddy down but i'm also like but i'm because i'm not at a zero i'm not i'm not that down even though i'm feeling like a two or a three like it's fi- <laughs> it's fine like i'll let you, you know when i hit zero but until then it's my problem have you guys both noticed like and maybe you haven't, I guess, but how it's changed for you once you hit that, like, you know, Justin, you were talking about earlier, like, 
you you like your relationship now because you learned a lot of lessons from other relationships and stuff and JBS sounds like you're in the same boat. Yep. Like have you have you seen the growth of that communication of feelings from let's say when you started um to the current one you're in? Like has it gotten better, worse, has it stayed the same? I would say it's it's still more of a two way street than I expect. Like, cause I, every time you walk into a new situation, you're like, no, see, this is I've got all these new things I've learned. Let me show yeah. them. Let me okay. show you. I got all these new tools. <laughs> I'm I'm very much about like let's let's just lay everything out on the table from day one, and right. it never goes that never goes that smoothly. But like, um, I think it's very important to establish that you the will and desire to communicate that you can always go back on that when you both fall into bad habits like because i don't know i i can pick apart those moments of like i can act a certain way and this will make this thing explode in a way that is not intended or i can you know put some effort into this and we can we can confront it for the issue that it is i (laughs) I, I had so many thoughts while you're sitting there talking and, and uh, let me see if I can focus in on one of them. Uh, so uh, I've the, the best advice I ever gave myself <laughs> and, and I give it to other people now as well is everyone has something that they it's, I call it their crazy. They've everyone's got their crazy and what what happens is you find out what that person's crazy is, and if it doesn't piss you off, if it doesn't annoy you, and your crazy doesn't piss them off, and it doesn't annoy them, then you guys are solid for life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I learned that over the course of the relationships of like you know okay, I know what my issues are, I know what yours are, and this isn't working. You know, and, and that was, uh, it was very liberating to, to have that moment, you know, and, uh, again, I can be very blunt when I'm, when I have a thought and, uh, so can my wife, which is great because we call each other out on our, on each other's bullshit all the time. I, I did it <laughs> with her like a week ago and she got pissed for like, 30 seconds and then she calmed down because she realized that she was she was wrong and i was right (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's it's pretty great to have those sorts of things you know i mean we we uh we 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 mesh well and and other people i didn't mesh as well with (laughs) what was the last thing you were wrong about Uh, the last thing i was wrong i'm i'm wrong all the time right uh (laughs) But in particular, uh, I would say for me, it is always that I will start something and I will walk away (laughs) and and I'll forget that I was in the middle of it. And then she will come by and she'll be like, why are you leaving this for me? I "I didn't. (laughs) I'm coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Cole? What? How's it going? Good. Yeah. How are you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That was something that I struggled with um, 
in my marriage was I was uh, I was afraid to communicate or to have those conversations. Um, did you because have, I what's, what's that? Did you have them at all, like early? No. Okay. Um, and so I think that's where it boiled down to. Like we never fought, but we also didn't communicate <laughs> very well. Like mm-hmm. we knew when we, we were angry at each other, but because we didn't talk about it, um, I think that built resentment over time and, you know, sure. all that. Um, and like realizing like, oh man, I got to do things differently if I want to be in a successful relationship in the future. Um, and I think the fear came from like, well, I didn't know how to do it. First of all, second of like without, I was afraid to bring it up because I was like, well, okay, if I bring, if I bring, bring something up, it's going to end the relationship. But because I didn't bring it up, it ended up ending the relationship. <laughs> so it was like, well, there we are. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. And it wasn't, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just that. It was like, that was a piece, right? Like it's always bigger than that. And, um, sure, sure. And, and it was both sides. It was, it was, it was not a one way street either. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a really interesting, um, let's say experiment of what, what to do and what not to do, um, going forward. If, you know, if that happens again, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just a real, like, uh, that's the thing I've been thinking about the most, um, since the divorce is like, okay, how can I be a better communicator? Like, I need to talk about my feelings up front. I need to not be afraid. Cause then there was a short term relationship, um, like a year after I got divorced. And like, I felt some of that same, um, I felt some of those same habits repeating again. But then I also was like, Oh, this time is different because I'm doing this to protect myself. <laughs> and so then when I realized that was happening, I was like, I got to get out, you know, cause it was, it was like, okay, all the, all the flags are red when you're wearing rose colored glasses. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. Or everything's not, you can't see the red flags when everything's red. So there you go. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it was like a big wake up call to me to know like, okay, well, I recognize this way earlier, obviously that I'm still repeating some of these behaviors, but it's a little different and here's why. And, um, so I felt like there was some growth, which is why I asked you guys if there was growth between your relationships. Cause I felt like for me, there was some, even though the next relationship wasn't successful by any means. Um, I was able to. Sounds like you had success. I had success of getting out of that relationship yeah. without any long-term damage. Um, yeah, nice. But also, like, learn to say, okay, well, I need to speak up sooner rather than later, or that feeling stuck started happening again, you know? Yeah. I always just struggle, though. Did you learn the lesson, or did you just know it all along and just, I don't know? Do you Even when you know better, do you have to get burned? Like... I don't know because I don't. I honestly never, th- I never really thought about it until it was over. I don't. Know, you you said you had that one issue of like you know if you have the conversation it's over, and then no 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 but I no that that I didn't. That wasn't it. It was I felt that that was going to happen because I felt like no matter what I said, even though if the thing was little, that's where my fear was. It wasn't, I don't think it was logical fear. Mm. I think it was like, if I would have brought it up, it would have been fine. 
But I'm oh. saying eventually, because none of that, all those things were never brought in, brought up, it ended up ending the relationship. You know, at the end of the thing, it wasn't just one thing that happened. There are there was a big thing for sure, um, but there were there were moments in between that were um, not as major. That I was still afraid to bring up. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just trying to think of incidents where I didn't say anything and what that would have changed and if it would have been anything more <laughs> meaningful. Right. Like, right. Because a lot of it, I don't know, I, I look at a lot of it, it's just like, I don't know, calling it early. But I mean, I had a couple of relationships, one in particular in college that... Um. I I ended because we knew it wasn't going anywhere in the long run, but everything was perfect in the short term. Mm. And I did, so I did that in a, I mean, it was a post high school relationship. So I feel like it has a little bit more maturity than uh, some of the early ones. But like, um, I look back on that and it just, it was, it's just, it was, I don't I never know if it was the right thing <laughs> and like uh because it's just I don't know it's it's like you're predicting the future 10 years down the road and like well we're going to hit a wall you know <laughs> 6 years <laughs> from well now. now so good good to see you and um, I think that's good. I'm a good mentality to have like when you're in your thirties or mid to late thirties, but not necessarily or even later. I don't know about 20. Right? Sure. Like that's yeah. that's like it, it but it because I had done that, I feel like I hung on to other ones that weren't worth as much for longer, even though they all would have ended. Even that first one would have ended. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think I feel like I did it backwards. You, but uh, but at the did same time, like agree I think, on that? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like we talked about an issue that we had, a, just a difference between the two of us. Like we cannot resolve this, and it's important to me, and it's important to her. So. Yeah, well, we, I think, we're not gonna I think there's it. two sides to that, right? Like you guys could have still stayed together and had fun and, mm-hmm. you know, had experienced some great things together. But like that would have always been nagging you at the back of your mind if you would have stayed together. Yeah. And and so so would have those experiences been as good? Right. And, and the two of you would have, like, like Cole said, you always would have had that at the back of your head. And it just, would have have just made it harder. Like, like we, we have well, to end this, but like. Now we've invested so but much it's, more yeah, time. It's, it's the it's the one that we didn't. We just called it <laughs> instead yeah. of letting it just naturally, naturally deteriorate end. like every other one I went through. <laughs> like where it's like yeah, like, that's a strange. Yeah, you knew where its actual kill date was, and <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever reason, like you both didn't pull the plug. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That always stuck st- stuck me like. That's what I mean when I would talk about have trouble about talking about your feelings. Like I, I sometimes I'll do it to a fault of just, yeah. uh, you know, have those. It's it's kind of like the theory of especially when I was trying to do online dating and and more and more dating in general of just like let's have all the tough conversations day one. Let's go. Let's just <laughs> you know it's bring bring, for, uh, bring your tender. bring your worksheet to dinner. <laughs> and, and we'll we'll order appetizers. We'll work, we'll work through the sheet, see what the results are, and see if we want to get a meal or not. All right, Mrs. Tender, let's see if you're getting <laughs> dessert. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not on the first day, JV. <laughs> uh, you know, real quick, I just want to say, Justin and I actually had a, a, a moment with the, a board game uh, not too long ago, and I had, like, like, I had a, like, okay, I need to walk away from this and not say anything for a bit because I'm just angry. And I came to him the next day and I told him and like, he didn't even know. And I thought that was like interesting because you said like having trouble talking about your feelings. Like I'm not going to have trouble talking about it. I'm just going to have trouble finding the right time to express that Mm -hmm. and, and Mm -hmm. and make sure that it isn't just a, okay, we're fucking done. (laughs) Well, so it's like, do you ever feel like, cause I, I think I feel this way and I don't mean this to be a leading question, but you said he didn't know. He didn't. How you felt, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever internalized those things to oh, be like, man. oh my God, he must hate me for reacting that way, even though he really actually didn't know? You know, I, I don't know if that's the feeling that I get. Like, when I internalize things, like, it, it is a, I, I don't want to blow up. I'm going to sure. walk away and I'm, I'm not going to talk for a while. And when I do, it's, I'm going to have run every scenario through my head that is possible, the good and the bad. And at the, at the point when I talk about it, like it's going to just be somewhere in the middle and that's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it was weird because it was, it was an attack. Like, I just said something dickish that I do in kind of a circle of trust where I just try to one-up people. And JB and I try to one-up each other all the time with (laughs) just trying to say something offensive. And I went way too personal with what I said. And like in the moment, I, I, it was like, I kind of let laid it out there and I, I tried to read the room and because JB didn't really say anything, like he was kind of quiet when I look back on it, but because he stuck around, I was like, Oh, okay. He knows it's a joke. And we're, you know, so, you know, I don't think anything of it because I looked for the reaction. I didn't get it immediately. And then you realize days later that it, like it hurt for a much longer time. And then I just, you know, uh, we, we talked, we talked it out, but it's just like, I will have those moments where I think I'm in, I say, t- I, like, I will push the boundaries of the kind of that circle of trust of just like, you know, it was, I crossed the line, but I was trying to cross the line just to see where the line was. <laughs> and, and okay. yeah. And, and so and he found I, it. Yeah. And, but I have, <laughs> and I've done, I've done that and people, people have not spoken up and that's just, I don't know that that's my, one of my flaws is like, Oh yeah. If it's a problem, they'll say something because we're friends and we're close and, and that'll, that'll happen. But that's just not how it, how people work how it works no so it was just kind of like you know my joke wasn't worth that it was just i you know it was uh but um but we did talk it out and Mm -hmm. uh yep and i i have a lot of friends where that wouldn't be the case so um and i think we were became better friends because of it because like it's kind of one of those things where like i i from my skewed perspective it's just like i wouldn't say that unless i knew unless i thought we were you know, so close that I could, that, you know, that I would never mean, mean what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that was, that was a, like, when I finally did bring it up to him, I was like, this 
was a lot more of because the thing that you said hit home in a way that you weren't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, like I, I, I knew that he wasn't trying to, to do that. And as it's like, so, so, you know, don't do that again. Cause <laughs> that was not cool. <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome that you guys were able to like work it out and like talk about your feelings, JB. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the thing that I've been striving towards of having those conversations when those moments happen, mm -hmm. because I absolutely stick my foot in my mouth all the time. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, we all do. Right? Yeah, but I was like, yeah, if I'm if I'm said something wrong or if I feel upset from something somebody said, like address it right away because it's way easier to get it off your chest yeah. than to hold on to it for. I think honestly, I, th I think it's it's. It's not that we have trouble talking about our feelings. It's that I said it in a group setting. Mm -hmm. And I think gotcha. like he doesn't want we like yeah, he doesn't want to call me out or for a variety of reasons sure. in front of everyone. That makes sense. And and yeah, just that night there wasn't another one on one moment where you could talk it out. And yeah. then uh um so that's I think that's where we should get. Like if we could take one thing away yeah. from this, that would be the next step is just like you know, have that have that group of friends where you can do that in those moments because you should be able to. And, you know, when you look at that table, when we look at that table where it happened, it would have been fine. Like, uh, yeah. but I don't think I, you know, I don't think I would speak up in a group situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, JB and I handled it at least. Thankfully that <laughs> thank, thankfully he's probably a bigger person than I am that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I am pretty big. <laughs> figuratively and literally <laughs> bigger than Justin. All right, let's move on to the next uh section of questions. Uh, this topic is about your younger self. Um I will start it off with what is the dumbest fight you re regret winning? Huh. I win any fights? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I guess maybe like the dumbest hill you died on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty good one. Um, I, I need a minute to think about that though. That's a uh, that's a really I'll, good I'll, question. I'll tell a story um, while you're thinking, Jamie. So there was this. Um, There's. I lived in this neighborhood with a bunch of different kids around my age. I was always usually the youngest one. Um, but I would bounce around to these different friend groups um, in my neighborhood um, because not everybody got along with each other, but I got along with everybody. And so that led to issues sometimes between me and some other kids. And I remember this one, these two brothers who I was really good friends with um, at multiple points in my childhood, um, we got into the dumbest fights. Um, <laughs> and like the younger, younger of the brothers was a year ahead of me. And the older brother was like two or three years older than me. And he was bigger and stronger than me. But I remember we got, we got into a fight two different times. One time was like, we got into a snowball fight, which was fine. Like we were having fun. And then it got real because somebody got hit in the face, <laughs> as it always does. Yep. And I would not back down because I was like, it was an accident, it was an accident, it was an accident. And that was like the 
pushing fight that I got into over that. And then the other one was um, same same group of brothers. We had a, a, reten- a retention pond in um, the neighborhood. And for some reason, one time there was a fish in it, like a single fish in the small <laughs> puddle and i got accused of killing the fish for some reason and i was like why would i do that (laughs) no reason to kill this fish um but again it was just like why i I stood my ground and like ended up with the older brother kicking my shins as hard as he could um both fights but i was just like why didn't i just walk away you know like it didn't do me any good to like fight those battles when i was outnumbered first of all and overpowered but (laughs) Um, I mean, those were more physical, um, physical things than I did. I guess I never, never won those battles, but um, sure. I didn't get into a lot of uh, fights, physical or um, rhetorical. I guess that much. You strike me as someone who uh, we're probably similar in the sense that, like, we hit that moment where there's an argument happening. We go, "This is fucking stupid." Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I and I just don't like to argue that much to be honest. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't I don't f- I'm more I'm pretty logical in that sense where it's just like I don't see the point in this. Yeah. Like we're not solving anything. I'm right, you're wrong. Let's get over, <laughs> you know. Uh and that reminds me of uh, this isn't going to be my example, but my my ultimate hill that I cried on uh was my sister's first marriage. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, well, well, hold on. I'll take some blame for this <laughs> because I bought you an entire bottle of Jägermeister. Pretty sure I drank the whole thing. Uh, and, anyway. you weren't, and you weren't that experienced in drinking nope. at that point. Maybe you, six you months were in. New to the game. <laughs> new to the game. New to the game. Long story short, after uh, the. After the reception, after my sister and her husband had left, um, I was literally sitting crisscross applesauce in the middle of the uh, dance floor, just like just sobbing, just like <laughs> struggling for air. Okay. Basically yelling, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, shit. I think that marriage last. He was not wrong. That lasted like wrong. eighteen months, something like that. Yeah, something but, like but like that was just one of those ones. And I remember somebody from the wedding party saying, "Hey, you weren't wrong." And I was like, "That wasn't the point." Uh, <laughs> um, but then I could do a whole series on my dumb arguments with with my dad. Like my dad and I are we butt heads because we actually solve problems exactly the same way. Um, mm. my pro the problem is I have a lot of my mom's personality. So I usually end up on the other side, but, but like we're just incompatible to, to argue or to understand what the hell the other one wants and why. But the biggest regret I, I have was one of my final, I think it was a, my final year of baseball or the second to last year of baseball. And it was the one time where I had a bad game. I was a pitcher and I was way intense um and every time i made a mistake i could hear him in the in the crowd and so i told him after the game to never come to any of my games again like i was like i was like 12 like it was like i knew (laughs) i knew it i knew it hurt like it was just and and he's like fine and i mean but it it it, yeah it lasted one game because i couldn't handle it after that but it was just such an asshole thing to do and uh 
Um, you know, did he get the message though? No, because I didn't communicate it right. Like, well, all I just okay. needed to tell him was just like, just you know, just be quiet because I listen for you and I can hear you. And okay. like, that's the only reaction in the crowd I care about is what did my dad think? But I don't say that. I say, don't come to my games. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's. I could pick out one a year of how we butted heads of like young dumb Justin on the wrong hill not communicating the actual thing that is the problem. So to to give you an example of like what I was talking about with JB you're saying like oh we're probably similar is um in these conversations that I've had with my parents over the last couple of years and getting closer to them and being able to talk about certain things they were saying they would say you know we always knew where we stood with your sister when she got in trouble we had no clue how you felt about anything because what I would do is like, I would just take the punishment. I would turn around. I wouldn't say a word and I would just go to my room and like <laughs> close the door and either listen to music or read. Oh, and, man. um, they were like, that was way more intense for us as parents. Cause we like, we had no idea. And, and, and part of it, I told them, I was like, look, I, I realized like, again, very logical. Like I screwed up. I deserve the punishment. I'm going to take the punishment. I had seen my sister talk back and like all the Mm -hmm. hysterics that that comes along with. And it's like, it's not worth it to me to make myself look like a fool like that. Um, so I'm just going to take it. I remember, I remember Nathan and I talk about this sometimes, like we would, and especially in high school, like he'd be over my house like all summer and, um, we would just sit there and like sit in the other room and just hear my sister just go at my parents. And we're just like, Oh, shouldn't have said that. That's, that's another week of ground being grounded. And yeah. so like, I was just, I just never, would, I just didn't talk. I never communicated those feelings like since <laughs> I was a kid. And just because I felt like it and I, and it's partially to do to the, um, my mouthpiece throwing friend um, in elementary school because I saw like how he reacted to things that when didn't go his way, mm. not just during basketball games against Justin's team, but against <laughs> in other situations. And I was like, I don't want to look like that. Like he, he looks yeah. foolish. Like oh I'm gosh. not that guy. Cole, stop it, man. <laughs> Living my life with one less sister, apparently. <laughs> I'm, but Cole, I, I will say, I'm pretty stoic and self-contained myself, but like I said, I can I'll go to eleven, and that one technical was really fucking worth it. Your technical <laughs> was awesome <laughs> because that guy was a douche. Woo. This other guy I'm talking about, like it was totally uncalled for. Yeah, like he deserved the technical. Yeah. He deserved the foul. You fouled the guy hard as hell, and then you threw your mouthpiece and expected to not have a technical. Yeah. Wow. Elementary basketball is real in Columbus, Indiana, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if we're talking about regretting your dumbest hill, standing standing on a hill and and fighting all the way down, it's it's got to be anytime I get in an argument with my kids because (laughs) man, that shit's not worth it. Like I I I would love. Nothing more than to just be the fun dad, but man, when they say that shit to my wife, it's like, fucking no. (laughs) (laughs) You are now in trouble, and you are going to hear about it a lot. (laughs) 
I don't know if those are dumb hills. It's got yeah, to be tough. That hill's probably fine. It's probably all the other ones. This is like, <laughs> why am I talking about this? This is stupid. Jamie, yeah. you got a question for us? Uh, younger self things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I going to I mean, I get to talk to my younger self every day, so... <laughs> Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, uh, you guys end up having kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the thing you're not looking forward to that you had to deal with as a kid, or the emotions that you experienced as a kid? Then, I think no. Like, don't even, don't even have to do that. Like, just, you know that you're going to have a little mini you at some point, right? How would you deal with mini you? How would you deal with mini you? I think for me, and I've kind of probably talked about this a lot tonight, but um, I would want mini me to be as open with communication and like saying like when things were pissed off, like why you were pissed off, like let me know. Um, talk about talk about how you feel about things. Like if things are great, cool. If things are bad and you're pissed, like, let me know. Um, don't hold that stuff in and don't be afraid to hold it in. You know, like, you know, you don't have to push a kid halfway across half court because you foul him, um, (laughs) because you're pissed at him for getting up in your grill. Um, but like just, you know, I want to teach, whatever kid I have, if I have a kid to just be like vulnerable and be okay with it um, Mm -hmm. and not worry about, and you know, this is damn near impossible, but not worry about what other kids, his age or her age are going to say. That's a tough one. Be, be emotionally intelligent as soon as you can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I still don't know how to, we alluded to it earlier. I don't know how to fix the, absolutism of my younger self because it didn't you know it didn't come from religion it didn't i don't know where it came and it came from. and it came early yeah because um, i remember you telling me a story about your dad having a beer or something when you're in elementary school uh actually or yeah whatever it was or wine or something and freaking out um it was it was i went I must have been eight and i went to we went to pizza hut or whatever with by side of the family and i I, I I just paid attention and I I made a mental note if every if an adult had a uh alcoholic drink for lunch and everybody had something and then they got they tried to get us in the cars and I'm like I'm not driving with any of you any of you and <laughs> an 8 year old uh, dude <laughs> like and, oh, that's and then, intense man <laughs> yeah and, and then by 10 my grandfather who I idolized both my grandfathers. My grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's. Mm. And 10-year-old me, 110% blamed it on how much beer he had because alcohol affects the brain. Okay. And so... Man, that dare and like no one really told, got no you. No one told me that. Yeah. It was yeah. it. I don't know where I don't. I don't know why I was watching whether they were drinking when I was eight or whatever it was. But like, and like how you made that connection mm-hmm. so young, and yeah, and and I was so into sports, and you know, there's such strict rules for 
doing any of that stuff and being an athlete that you lose eligibility. And that's that was what it was rooted in. It's like if you get caught, you lose eligibility. If you lose eligibility, you can't play in college. And if you can't play in college, you can't play in the NBA. You can do blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> like, that's how my brain would work. So none of that was ever worth it or an option. Uh, but I don't know where it came from. So I don't know how to save myself from that. Um, but I, what I would want to do is my dad was just the king of saying things and saying because yeah. like he would yeah. never give me the reason. Yeah. Just tell me the reason. Like tell me like one of the things that he we even argued about while I was in college was he wanted me to go to every Purdue football game. He just said it's important that you go. I'm like I barely like football. I don't understand. <laughs> like he he was just he was just saying go be as social as possible because this is the time to do that. And yeah. he also was he knew I was like him and I was reluctant to do so. So he was trying in his way to push me out there, but he would never tell me why. And if oh, he had man. in a later yeah. in life I figured out is because he was a recluse for the first two years of his college experience. Like he lived at home <laughs> and <laughs> moved to campus to be in a fraternity his junior year. And that's what he was trying to say to me. And like, you know, and Cole, you know me, I yeah. tried to have four years of college in six months that last yeah. semester. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I learned it eventually, but it's just a lot of, like, if I, yeah, as a parent, I hope I wouldn't, like, just, you know, tell them things just because. I, I hope you, yeah. like, you, do, yeah, you do have to at a certain age, but, like, you know, after, you know, junior high, they can comprehend shit. Like, you can start That's to so funny, connect those dots. I, I mean, I catch myself when when that happens, like... I don't ever just say because, but there are times when I do and I hear it and I go, is this one of those times where they know why and I'm just not going to answer their uh, their stupid ass question? <laughs> or is this one of those times where I have to actually explain this thing? And sometimes it is a, you've already asked 20 questions why, you don't need another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I think I, would, I could see myself falling into the trap of like, I'm so aggravated at you right now that I don't want to explain yeah. anything. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, but I was such a smart. Just ass. get out of my face. I was such a smart ass. I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I wasn't the twenty questions kid. I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna literally hear what you're saying. And I'm just gonna assume you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. like, I'll be like, oh, I'll go to my I'll go to my room and whatever right. it'll pass. But like. Uh, they how never, do you deal with that one? I don't know because, like, your yeah. kid's gonna think they're smarter than you. By the way, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah for sure, they probably will be. So I got one of those. Yeah. No, I mean, like it, the the one thing that I I will say is I I keep saying one of them is exactly me, but he's not. He is certainly his own person. He's got his own things. Uh, there's just uh, elements of it that, like, when I see it, I go, God, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Cole, you got the final question for this one. Yeah, so um I kind of want to see like what did you think about your life? You know, we're all in our 30s, mid mid to late 30s at this point. <laughs> and now it's done. Yeah, our uh, life is well, over. These are these are late 30s, Cole. I don't know. Yeah, late yeah, to thir- yeah. Well, yeah. I'm still hey, I'm still holding on to mid for another <laughs> 20 days. Right? Um Late thirties, like what did you, what did you think about when you were in elementary school or even high school, where you would be um, now? 
if you ever did think about like what what did you think about adulthood when you were a young person in what way like i was always the kid like did you want to like a 20 year plan like yeah what was your plan like were you gonna oh sure yeah be a professional athlete were you gonna be married and have kids were you gonna like you know and how because i could tell you from mine i don't know if i ever thought about it like planned it or anything but it was like i know i never thought that my life even 10 years ago would be where it is now mm-hmm. you know let alone 20 As a, years sure ago. yeah 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 i was gonna say you got idealistic justin at 20 you know who right. still was you know viewing the world in two shades um yeah. and yeah he thought he thought I, I mean i wanted to i wanted to retire by the time i was 35 i want to have kids by the time i was 30 um and own my own company and what the hell what were, what were we gonna we were gonna we were gonna make i was gonna make a pixar company basically i was gonna yeah. do all the special effects stuff and then game game company and all that um you know that all that all changed by the time i was like 23 when i feel like i kind of yeah. woke up and then you really wake up about 27 because yeah. you know i still laugh at 23 year olds to this day but sure um sure. <laughs> um I feel like my priorities shuffled. I did try the entrepreneurship stuff, and I think when that didn't go the way I wanted, a lot of my plans changed because it's just you want to own a company. Uh, those are those take that takes certain skills that I know I don't possess. Like, yeah. um, you know, I will never be able to keep books for my life. Like, it's just yeah. Um, that's 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 part of it, and uh. Uh, yeah, I feel like the roundabout way of answering this question is, yeah, I stopped being ideal, idealistic about my late twenties. So <laughs> going, going with the flow since then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, there was a point where I was pretty sure that I was going to be working at Blizzard concepting games and, uh, you know, I always was pretty sure that I was going to have a family and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, uh, w- w- once, uh, <laughs> I think once I, once I was sitting at IUPUI and I was like, yeah, I don't think that this is the right path to get there. <laughs> What's a blizzard? <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I mean, it's a good thing you're not there now. Yeah, yeah, you might have just got laid off. Incredibly true. I yeah, still f- mad fuck about that, that. Fuck that fifteen year career that you would have had. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's just it's interesting to kind of it's interesting to look back and look forward um, at each moment in your life. And there was some some work I did in therapy, which kind of like brought up this question: was you know, there's some stuff that happens to all of us when we're kids that um make an impact on us that we don't necessarily even realize that that moment um is something that we carry on through our whole adult lives and uh um that was just uh that was really interesting to kind of discover that of like oh man like not only did i have these maybe idyllic viewpoints of where i thought my life would be at this point um and how yeah at this point in age but um, realizing like, oh, how many mistakes or missteps I did do along the way because of something that might have happened between a friend and I when I was 10, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy how something so 
small and like maybe a, a bullying moment or some True. dumb stuff that happens between friends really can affect you, you know, your whole adult life. And, and until you maybe process some process, some of that, um, you still hold on to some of those things and, you know, might still have a shield up or might still not want to make new friends or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's life is a, life is a interesting ride, man. Yeah. But, Oh no! When you're even when you're twenty, you sure. don't you don't think you're going to be dealing with those same level of problems when you're sure. in your late thirties, yeah. and they, they don't really go away. People don't change. Um, no. You have experiences, so you handle them differently and can, I guess, prioritize them a little bit differently, or you know, um, let things get to you that, uh, or don't let things get to you that that used to because you sure. recognize their actual significance, but. Yeah. Um, but they don't really go away. <laughs> that's true. And one, one thing that's um, I've noticed and I've, I've been able to appreciate that and people who are older than me or my parents or grandparents and stuff. It's like, look, if I right now, if I had kids when my parents had kids, I'd have a 10 year old and knowing as little as I know <laughs> right now as mid to late thirties, um, and just being like, oh, man, they have no clue either. Right. They have no fucking clue. They just like, had a lot just, more money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they did. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. But it's like they just had no clue. Like, I don't feel my age. I still feel like sometimes this shy high school kid who doesn't want to talk to people. Yeah, man, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, what What does my grandpa feel like as an 80-plus-year-old? Like, mm -hmm. he's still got to feel some... I mean, he's stubborn as hell and probably doesn't have any insecurities, but if he did, he'd probably still feel some of them, you know, as an 80-year-old. Yeah. I'll say this. I definitely didn't expect to live in essentially a 20-mile radius of my original home <laughs> for most of my life. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was a bit of a surprise. Well, I never thought I'd live in four or five different states in my life, so. Lucky you. I figured I would. <laughs> right right yeah exactly right i've just had one foot out of indianapolis for 15 years now <laughs> yeah. um all i need now is people to retire and then we can do that uh close the show with our hype train segment so just uh stuff we're looking forward to but what are you looking forward to in the near future that your younger self would actually laugh at that's a great question let's see here I mean, my mine is. I'm looking forward to a country music concert. Who the hell are we going to see, JB? Zach Brown Band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not too uh, bad. If you know my history with country music, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, go, going there for someone else and genuinely looking forward to it because they're excited and I know I can have a good time. Yeah, I think man, sharing in other people's uh, happiness and excitement is like a real thing that. I never expected to be a you know be involved with sure yeah that's weird uh, I think for for me though like right now I think I'm living a, a dream of what a younger me would think about outside of being in a relationship and maybe having kids and stuff it's like I'm have a place all my own with all of my stuff all of the stuff that I enjoy video games television you know music um kind of live in the the summer summer of george dream <laughs> you know <laughs> um without i mean obviously i have to go to work and stuff but um 
but it's not like I'm looking forward to, you know, one day getting back into a relationship and like all those, all those, um, steps along the way of like, Oh, well, here's, here's the first date. Here's the, uh, here's when the butterflies happened or here's when, you know, we went to a movie or we went on vacation together or whatever it is like looking forward to all, all building those moments again is, uh, I never would have thought that I would be like that. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited to ignite a minor league soccer rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> so the first, the game is in like July and August, I think. So we got to get tickets. Okay. JB, you're coming down for that. All right. Andy Eleven <laughs> good. versus put it, on, put it on my calendar. Louisville City. Yep. JB, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to once again finishing a game sometime in the <laughs> possibly not near future. My younger self would have laughed his ass off at me saying that because I fucking finished games. <laughs> <laughs> what are you actually going to finish? Uh, I don't know. All right. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got that game. Um, I think. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I got to find save points. <laughs> You could finish Crackdown 3. That's real easy. Yeah? Okay. I, I actually think one of these days I will finish Red Dead 2. That's a big one, though. Okay. I know. Good luck. I, I'm going to eat away at it one poker hand at a time. All right. Well, somehow we ended on uh, video games after all those feelings, so I think yeah. we went, yeah. I think we went back to our... Bring it back in, guys. Bring it back in. We went back to our safe place. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks, Cole, JB, yeah. for hanging out. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it. that's not always the easiest thing to talk about or go back into the well of uh, right. things we've experienced. So, I appreciate you indulging me a little bit. We we'll made it through. We'll see where Cole takes us on the next episode of the Horrible Session next month. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.